0: Welcome to Talking With Intention, a Christian podcast about self-betterment through meaningful conversation. I'm Michael Collins. My co-host is Walter Somerville. And in every episode, we sit down to talk about something that we find meaningful or something that we're still trying to figure out. We're not experts. We just believe that life is better when we're intentional about it. I hope you love the show. I want to start things off with this quote from... Dostoevsky and the Brothers Karamazov, a book that I finally started reading, um, after wanting to for a while now. I've begun Not just it.
1: wanting to. You were telling me. Yeah, well, me. I kept everything.
0: I kept seeing it being brought up in different things that I would read or listen to or whatever. Like uh, Jordan Peterson talks about it fairly often, but not even him. I heard Peter Kreeft talk about it. I heard. I don't know. I don't know. I saw it like several other places. And I was like, I need really need to read this book. I keep seeing it show up in places. I'm like, I don't know. But anyway, I finally started reading it. And I want to, I really want to read you this quote yeah. and see what you, what you think. All right. It says, there is only one way to salvation. And that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins. As soon as you make yourself responsible in all sincerity for everything and for everyone, you will see at once that this is really so and that you are in fact to blame for everyone and for all things hmm interesting right crazy yeah it is crazy that's what, yeah I when I first heard it, I just had to stop for a minute and think about it and I've been thinking about it. For a while now.
1: Yeah. It's one of those gutsy sayings where it's like yeah, It's like that's a little bit it's insane. It's an absolute it's a yeah, yeah. it is a little <laughs> bit insane to say, but it makes you think about it at least, which is you know, maybe that's the whole point. What's the book about? Just so the well, context, I've have I haven't finished no it. idea. I'm
0: still at the beginning, but um like is it a story? Is it it's essays? About, the book is about um three brothers. Well, two brothers and and they other half brother, um, and <laughs> two
1: brothers, and their other brother, <laughs> and their other brother. Um,
0: <laughs> and I guess their dad, and then this elder at this church. Um, and I oh, that's the thing, I'm still at the very beginning, so I don't know much. I've heard there's like a murder mystery, and like some you know, I know one of them is one of the brothers is a uh, like a priest or a apprentice under this church elder. Um, and the other one, at some point, it's going to become an atheist um, or, or one of the others. And, you know, it's, I've heard it's really good, but I'm, I'm still getting into it. I haven't even hit this quote yet, but I heard this quote <laughs> before I oh, read the book. Oh, so this is spoilers. So even this is for you. This is one of the things that I, that wanted, re- that made me feel like I needed to read the book was ah, hearing this was quote. was hearing
1: the quote. Um, Cause, and even broader context than that Dostoevsky is an author that I hear about a lot but if I'm honest I don't actually know what else he writes like, he wrote I know he's Crime famous. and Punishment there he we wrote go. Uh,
0: The Idiot I've got a couple of his books over here I've read Crime and Punishment I have not read The Idiot uh, and then The Possessed I also I found The Idiot and The Possessed there at an antique shop um, which is pretty cool uh, he wrote a few others he was a Christian very devout Christian, but he also, I've heard, was not very much fun to be around. Kind of a jerk.
1: <laughs> it's crazy how many, like, really successful people we hear about and turn out, like, people say, well, they're kind of a jerk to be around. They kind of, we're just terribly terrible with social skills or not a nice person. It's crazy. But yeah. Okay. That's what I know from Crime and Punishment is this big one, right? Yeah. And then probably the idiot.
0: Yeah. But the, uh, anyway, the thing that I want to talk about is responsibility yeah. and this quote, this idea of taking, making yourself responsible, as a quote says, in all sincerity for
1: everything and for everyone. Yeah. Well, you read the whole quote one more time. That doesn't even have to stay in the final cut. I just, there is only one way to salvation
0: and that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins. As soon as you make yourself responsible in all sincerity for everything and for everyone, you will see at once that this is really so and that you are, in fact, to blame for everyone and for all things. Hmm. Do you feel like you are to blame for everyone and for all things, Walter?
1: I don't know. Like, What I first think about is like, okay, metaphorically speaking... Right? Like, you know, the issue of sin and brokenness in the world is the same issue that's happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. It's not the world's problem. I am part of the problem, right? I am also broken and mm-hmm. sinful. It's not just, oh, all of them messing everything up in the world and causing pain and suffering. I am that, yeah. right? And so, do you think that's all that's what it's talking about? Is just saying, okay, the sin and the brokenness in the world. It's not separate from me. I am a part of it. Um, I think that's part of it, but I I don't think that's
0: really what he's getting at. When I was thinking, at least that's not the way that I applied it. Because um, that's not. I don't know. That doesn't make you responsible for yeah. somebody else.
1: I yeah. guess, and and it seems pretty clear the way he words it. Yeah, too. be responsible for everything and everyone. <laughs> and I
0: was thinking about it for a while, and I was thinking about it pretty intensely right before we started recording and before you got here, and I went back to the thing that I think I've brought up in the last two episodes, or at least two out of the last three or four. I don't remember which ones exactly, but I know I've brought this idea up in at least two of the recent episodes that there are no neutral actions. Everything you do will make the world either a better place or a worse place. Yeah, which we... Action you take will either make will make the yeah. world either better or worse,
1: yeah, and I remember we kind of refined that down and maybe into saying there's no neutral motives or no yeah, no neutral intention <laughs> yeah um, behind, but there's
0: every action has an intention that's the thing there's and you might not know what it is, or you might, and that's kind of what the podcast is about, and we covered that already, but <clears throat> that's kind of that is what I came to thinking about being responsible for all men's sins for everything that has ever happened and for everyone you're responsible and it, you know I think about your actions make the world either better or worse if something bad happens in the world in a sense it's it is your fault and I think that's what he's getting and that might be sounds completely insane and but I do think it's true because And again, you have to. It is. I don't know if it's. I don't necessarily think that it's completely metaphysical. But I also. I. It feels wrong to say that I'm talking literally here as well because, you know, I would never say I that you know Walter, you should be arrested for something that I do. Yeah. Right. Um. But. (laughs) I think
1: man it is tough to explain it <clears throat> it I, makes me think and i don't want to blur it into no, you're good your, i'm the struggling train of train of thought here but it kind of makes me start to think about our own limitations that we put on ourselves and like you were saying like there's so much there's bad stuff that happens in the world and so our tendency often at least mine is to kind of say well you know what can i do okay there's issues everywhere what can i do i'm just me and i don't do that much about it and i like i wonder if part of what this is saying is the the potential the almost unlimited potential of a human life yes like if there's no saying what you could actually prevent or heal or damage in the world around you you know it goes either way yeah i think that's exactly it that it's because everything that you do makes the world better
0: or worse because everything you do matters you know you don't know how much good you could accomplish you don't know how much better of a place the world would be if you only ever did good things if you never made any mistakes and you don't know the evil that's going to come from each one of your mistakes you might even you might never even see it you know i don't know if you've read the book the butterfly effect but that is kind of like that it's like you make a decision good or bad and set it in motion a chain of events right and this is not this is a quote from jordan peterson that i also think is i don't know probably comes directly from this idea but he says the lack of your best hurts everything. You your lack of of attempt of trying, your you your lack of effort to be good and to make good choices and to do good things makes everything worse. Yeah. Right? And in that sense, you are responsible for. All of the bad mm. yeah, you know and I, I and i think this might have been what you were getting at, at the beginning too when you're talking about sin and the fallenness of the world is this idea of original sin yeah. which is something yeah. else that like doesn't seem fair i guess you know christianity christian theology we believe in original sin adam messed it up messed, for messed all it of us. up for everybody <laughs> right um Adam and Eve ate the fruit, and sin entered the world, and since that point, all human beings are born into sin, right? We're born with this sin nature. We are enemies of Christ until he redeems us, right? And, you know, that doesn't seem fair at first to think about, well, I didn't eat the fruit, right? If I was in the garden, I would never have done that, maybe, but... You probably would have if yeah. you were, you know. It's like looking. <laughs> to something that I know I can relate to, especially recently. Looking back at the stock market as an investor and being like, "Oh, if I had known then, I wouldn't. What <laughs> would have happened? I would have sold <laughs> or I bought no, or yeah, whatever." If you I know, knew then like,
1: what I know now, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but it got me thinking about that. Is this idea of original sin that we are all we're all fallen because? of what Adam did, we are punished in a sense. We are born into sin. And it's like the whole of humanity is looked at as a whole in that sense and that we are all on the same team and one person commits a foul, the whole team is penalized, right? You, Everybody has to go back 10 yards because one person had unnecessary roughness or whatever you know and it might seem unfair but it also if you're going to claim that that is unfair then you also have to say that salvation is unfair because they're both equally unfair right the fact that you know you are born into sin because of something that adam did at the dawn of time but you are saved because of what Christ did 2,000 years ago, right? If it's unfair that you should be born with a sin nature because of something, a decision that Adam made, yeah. then it's also just as unfair that you should be redeemed from that sin nature because of Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah. Both of those apply to all humanity. Both of those apply to all humanity. That's right. Hmm. Interesting. So it definitely seems that, you know, we are, there are we can we make decisions that aren't don't just affect us yeah. they affect everything and it might not seem like it especially to us because we have an incredibly narrow view but you know that does seem to be the case i don't know i don't know how to explain it i guess i don't maybe i don't understand it enough i probably don't maybe i'm just not articulate enough but yeah. you know that seems to be at least the way that god is viewing us is as
1: we're all in the same team. I think the part that gets me hung up on a little bit—it's—it's it's hard for me to think about—is the word "responsible." Yeah. And this quote where it says, "You realizing that you are responsible for—I don't know exactly all men's sins. The word. All men's sins, yeah, and everything." <laughs> yeah, you are. Like, what does that responsible mean? in all
0: sincerity for everything and for everyone? Yeah.
1: And for everyone, what does that mean? Responsible?
0: Well, think about like with your kids. I mean, we don't have kids, but a parent and their kids. We most people, I feel like, would say that at least while your kids are living in your house, the parents are responsible for those kids. Mm-hmm. The respons- if the kid goes out and breaks uh, the neighbor's window, yeah. the parents are the ones who are going to pay for it, right. right? So, how far does that? you know that same thing i mean we don't view that towards everybody obviously but i was i was thinking this is something i was thinking about before we started recording was okay well then how responsible are you for your grandkids how responsible are you for your siblings and then i thought about cain and abel yeah right abel says he kills cain and when god asks him where where's your brother he says i don't know am i my brother's keeper And I think that's what Dostoevsky is getting at here is he's saying, yes, you are your brother's keeper. Mm -hmm. We are all each other's keeper, right? You're responsible for making sure that I don't step out of line just as much as I'm responsible for making sure that you don't step out of line and you do the right thing, right? And I think that's why, because I would, man, that it, I maybe this is a jump but I just thought about truth in speaking the truth right and telling somebody you know when they're making a mistake or when you see something that's wrong yeah. speaking up and saying something about it it's the same thing if it wasn't your you have a responsibility I think we'd all agree if you see something that is evil or wrong yeah. to speak up and say something about it
1: right mm. That's I think what he's getting at here, yeah, and maybe that maybe a good way to put it into words is like the goal is goodness and truth, yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's in my life or the lives of people around me or the whole world, right my the goal is to <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> make the goal the world is better? to make the world better to produce as much good as to you produce can. produce as much good as you can, yeah, I like both of those, yeah, and so like. It doesn't just apply to me. The goal is not for me to make as much good in my life as I can, but to produce as much, as much good, good period as I
0: can. Yeah. And not so it applies good for to me, but good. Yeah. And we've already talked about this too in our, in, the, in our episode on morality, objective versus subjective, that God is good. Mm-hmm. He literally, good is God. God is good. The same thing. Yeah. So when we say produce as much good as we can, Same thing as saying, produce as much God as we can, which sounds a little weird. So you think about produce, but I think a better way of saying that is to represent God and to
1: bring, to bring God into every situation
0: situation as much as we can. Right. Because that is going, that is
1: bringing goodness in. Interesting. So that's being responsible for the good parts and also responsible because that same, I mean, It takes us back to that C.S. Lewis chapter we were reading, um, talking about, you know, what is the goal of— The three parts of morality. The three parts of morality. What's the purpose of morality, yeah. And so one of those those parts of morality was what's the whole—what's the direction that all of humanity together is working towards? What's our goal? And so as Christians, we would say, well, the goal is to bring the most good that we can, bring the most glory to God that we can. Like you were saying, bring— the most God into every situation as we can. And so what that means also is is getting rid of as much bad as we can. And so we're as much responsible for the good as the bad. All the bad that exists in the world, that's our task. That's our homework. And the thing is, you know,
0: evil cannot exist on its own. Evil has yeah. to have good, it has to have good, a core of goodness to corrupt right all evil is something is comes from something good that's been corrupted or perverted in some way and twisted around and that maybe is a whole another episode to get into but you know evil comes from this view of trying to m- create as much good or produce as much good or bring as much god in as we can you know we avoid evil Not by like, I guess not by avoiding, but by, you know, evil, evil comes from us, our failure to, no, man, it's the same thing as I was saying with, um, you, every action is either good or bad, right? If you can't do something, if you failing to do good is doing evil. I mean, the Bible says that. It says, if a man knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin, mm. right? And I can't remember where that's at, but I know that's a Bible verse. And it's yeah. that, you know, failing, just not, <clears throat> man, failing to do good is the same thing as doing evil. Yeah. Failing to bring, to make the good decision, to follow your conscience, to follow morality and to produce good is going to produce evil. It's not like you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to stay neutral in this and not do anything. Yeah, like the Bible says as well, there's no lukewarm. There's no lukewarm. Yeah, if you're trying to sit on the fence, you're going to be creating evil. You have to be going after the good with
1: everything you've got or else putting more evil into the world. Yeah, and I wonder if part of that is us lying to ourselves like because it seems like if you were to talk to people and hear them out a little bit i think a bunch of people would say in some language or another that they're kind of lukewarm in their faith they're kind of halfway there halfway not they're kind of on the fence and i wonder if that's just us explaining away our evil (laughs) and the fact that we aren't where we should be and and so what we we call it oh well i'm kind of on the fence I'm kind of lukewarm I'm not all in and I think that's just us putting a nicer face on the fact that we're not in at all maybe yeah I don't know maybe it's a thought a little grim but (sighs) yeah um but that does bring me that I don't know I was I the more we talk about this I want to make sure that we don't skip over or make it sound like we do. We can do any of this. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I. Th- I wonder if even part of the whole quote, which we're starting with, is to uh, you know, salvation starts. Isn't that the quote? He maybe. No. One more time. He says there is only one way to salvation. There is only one way to salvation, and that is to make yourself
0: responsible for all men's sins.
1: Yeah. And. Something that I've thought about before that that makes me think of is that you can't repent without knowing the absolutely deprived state that you are in currently. Because otherwise, what are you repenting from? And so to me, that, that raises the same kind of idea that in order to turn to God and repent and have him change our lives to be able to do good we have to first understand really the bad shape we're in. Because if you think you're mm-hmm. in good shape, you don't need to repent. Exactly, right? you don't
0: need a, a physician unless you're sick. Yeah, Jesus says that, Yeah, right?
1: And so, and uh, not me, the first person coming up with this, but like the better you understand your sin and how far gone you are, the more meaningful salvation is for you. Yeah, If you understand your sin as like, well, You know, I told a few lies, and I did this and that, and and Jesus is going to forgive those. Okay, salvation seems okay, I guess. Mm -hmm. But if you understand your sin is I was actively fighting against God Mm -hmm. with everything. Every part of my being was set up to serve myself, and I was set up as an enemy of God, right? Spiritually, I was dead. Like This is something that came up in, in some of my Bible college classes. Um, some people will say, oh, you know, the picture of salvation is somebody drowning in the ocean and Jesus lifts them out of the ocean. And we are like, no, you drown years ago. You're at the bottom of the ocean being <laughs> eaten up by some of the gnarly things that live down there. And God completely revives your spiritual life, right? From nothing. That's what grace is. And so the more, the better you can understand exactly how far gone we are, the, the more mind-blowing salvation is and the grace that comes along with it, right? And so, I don't know, to think about being responsible for, you know, me personally being in some way responsible, yes, for all the good, but also for all the bad in the world. There's a lot of bad. We're pretty far gone. And it makes the salvation that much more meaningful and impactful to think, wow, even with all that, God's able to to clean it up and to and to make it right. You
0: know, that's the thing, it's not us doing the good, it's God. Yeah. Right. And so that line the this there's only one way to salvation that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins, right? Think about okay. If you were to make yourself responsible for all men's sins, what would that look like? You think, all right, I, all the evil that happens in the world is my fault. Mm. What do you do? What's your next step? Right. Yeah. It's like, there's, it's so overwhelming. You realize, to realize how, like you were talking about, how messed up you are, Mm. how evil you are. You, there's no, way you're ever going to earn your way back into the good you're never going to be make yourself a good person right and so you have to let god do it you have to go to the good and just give everything over to him to that to god if you're really, because that's the only way out. If you're thinking I'm responsible for everything that's evil that's happening, it's 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 paralyzing. It's like there's nothing I can do about that. If it, do, it doesn't feel like it, you know, there's there's no way that I can can fix the problems of the world, yeah. even in myself. I can't even remember to pick my clothes up off the floor every day, right? I have to I have to surrender mm-hmm. to let go and to surrender to God and to good and you know, it's man that is and that's the what you're talking about the repentance. The point of salvation is saying god i'm i messed up i've made so much evil yeah. i need you know i need you right yeah. i need to to i need redemption mm-hmm. and that's what he offers completely for free yeah. and he begins working on you and through you and to make good. To produce as much good as you can. To bring God into as much... As many lives as possible. And as much of the world as possible. And to carry his name into all the corners of the earth. Right? Isn't yeah. You have to... The only way to do that is just to keep your focus on him. And to... Because he... Because he is good, because all goodness comes from him. So you're not going to go out and just start be like, okay, I'm going to go make things better. Yeah. Right. I, I figured it out. Thanks, God. You you made me, you cleaned me up a little bit. Now I'm going to go yeah. back into this mess and I'm going to fix it. Right. right. It's like, yeah, right. No, you're going to go out there. You're going to get covered in filth again. And then you are have to come back and he's going to clean you up. You, if you take him to the mess... Yeah,
1: use the same thing that cleaned
0: up your mess. Use the same thing that cleaned up your mess to clean up the rest of it, you know? And, man, I don't know that I am explaining this in anything resembling a coherent way, um, but... I'm enjoying talking about it. <laughs> yeah. and I feel like I'm understanding it at least. <laughs> I'm definitely understanding it
1: better <laughs> than when we started. And one thing I was going to point out there is you were talking about how, you know, when we look at ourselves and try to realize, you know, what sorry state we're in. And you said we look at how much evil we've brought into the world. And I don't think many, I'm sure there's lots of people that it's very apparent to them when they look for a minute, how much evil they've brought into the world. But I think a lot of people, it's not very apparent. Um, but I, I'm going to go back to what you said about failing to bring as much good as you can into the world is still, that's evil, yeah. right? There's there's no lukewarm here. If you've kind of been uh, wishy-washy, you know, not doing much one way or another, you're you're missing out on so much potential and you've failed to bring so much good into the world. We, we need salvation, right? And
0: the, yeah, and the only way to bring good into the world is to let God do it
1: yeah. through you. Yeah, and you that's know? the first thing, honestly, that popped up into my head when you read this quote, Is that because the quote is, there's no other way to salvation than by making yourself completely responsible, mm. right? There's only Roughly one way to salvation, to, to salvation, make yourself responsible for all men's sins. Yeah. yeah. And the first thing I thought was, no, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the light, right? And so <laughs> I that's the one part well, that's the one of the main parts that bugged me about that is the quote seems very self focused. Yeah. Which is maybe a good place to start. And that's what yeah, and that's kind of what I was trying to get at,
0: I guess, just a, a few minutes ago is and maybe Maybe this isn't what Dostoevsky meant, and maybe he was wrong. Yeah. But this is, if, if he's right, then this is why I think is because, like I was saying, if you make yourself responsible for all, for all men's sins, yeah. what what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to go to God, and that and go, you're going to go use you know this take. You're going to receive the redemption that Christ offers. Yeah. Because you'll right. realize it's because the only you realize thing that, that can help you. It is the only way. It's the only, you know. So that's what I think he meant was yeah. if you make yourself responsible, your only option, the only thing that you're going to do or <laughs> that would even
1: make sense for you to even attempt is to go to Christ. Yeah. It makes me think of a quote from your dad, which he did a whole summer theme off of the Agape road trip and he tells the story at the end of one of his chapel services he was talking to the kids and he said the only reason you are not running to god with everything you have is because you don't know how much he loves you yeah. and i wonder if the the flip side of that that's also true is we if we so if we only knew how much god loved us we would have no other option but to run to him with open arms right and i wonder if the also is if it's also true that if we understood how deprived we how depraved we are, how mm-hmm. sinful how evil. we Yeah. Yeah. If we understood our state, we would have no other option but to run to God yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. And if you understand both those things, mm-hmm. you see exactly the gap. Yes. <laughs> Cause you see where you're at and you see where God's at mm-hmm. and how how far that is right? And it's, what's, that is the quote, a famous quote, right? Oh, it's, it's Hebrews, right? Where my sin increased, grace increased. Yes. Even more. I don't know so. if it's Hebrews, but so, yeah, that's definitely yeah. in there. And it's like the, the more, the bigger the discrepancy between God's goodness and our evil, the bigger that the bigger and more meaningful the cross is to us.
0: And I doubt that we, anybody has ever understood that how huge and massive of a difference that really is between God's goodness and
1: our sinfulness. Yeah. I mean, the Bible definitely says we can't understand God's goodness. Yeah. The width, the breadth, the height, the depth. And I wonder if our evil is similar. (laughs) But it's an interesting quote. Yeah, it is. And maybe the context of it is way different, and once you get through this yeah. book, we'll learn what he was actually talking about yeah with something I'll completely see if separate. I have
0: some new revelation after I actually finish the book, but yeah, I've heard this quote pulled out like this a lot, and I heard it's the church elder who says it um and so I've got a feeling it'll it'll it stands on its own pretty well, yeah. but we'll find out, yeah, you know that'll be interesting anyway probably a, sh- a little bit of a short episode, but I thought it was good. I it was, it was really struggling through it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but a tough idea. That means it's good, right? Is that's what we're here to do? Is attempt yes. to understand new things. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, I don't know. <sighs> like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>